and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast. On today's episode, we're exploring the effects of fast food on the body, announcing our winner from our first ever LHP hashtag contest, and ruining one of everyone's favorite things. Sorry, fast food munchies, guys. I'm Candace. And I'm Andrew. And wait a second, are we talking drive through fast foods or are we talking like processed foods? That's a good question. What does someone categorize as fast food? Is it just drive through meals, packaged, processed, frozen? I'm not the expert on this, but our guest registered dietitian, Debbie James, is, and we have her in the studio with us today. Welcome back to the show, Debbie. Hi, guys. Thanks again for having me. Nice yeah. to see you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We're happy to have you here with us. So let's just start off with something incredibly basic. How do you determine what counts as fast food? Yeah, what's your definition? Well, of course, there's there's no like definitive definition, but um, I would say that it's anything easily prepared uh, that's processed, meant as a quick meal, or that someone would take away with them. Hmm. Okay. So clearly drive through restaurants count. Clearly drive through restaurants count. Okay. Uh, the um, meal in a bag, you know, that you just mm-hmm. nuke or the uh, packaged all together soup in a can, yeah. you know, that's like the hearty. Of course. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So what is it exactly about fast food that makes it so bad for you? Oh, well, that has not just one thing. Um, oh, first of all, you... are we just assuming fast food's bad for you? Maybe we should ask, <laughs> is it bad for you? Some parts <laughs> of fast food are. Of course, there are, are good options out there, too. But okay. if you look at the highly processed meats and the refined carbohydrates, that's that's where a large component of the problem is. And then overall, if you look at a fast food meal, and by that, I do mean like the drive through uh, type because then they're very high in saturated fat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cholesterol. They have very few micronutrients. Um, they're low in fiber, and that just leads to you know abdominal fat gain, overweight, uh, insulin resistance, mm-hmm. oxidative stress, and it, it just starts the whole systemic inflammation process. Wow, well, that, a lot that, of that, yeah, that definitely doesn't <laughs> sound good. Why does so? Why are fast food? Why do uh, foods at fast food places? or that kind of food, why does that tend to be bad? Why like are what? there those kinds of foods at Yeah, at like fast it sounds like most of that is that way. Why is it so processed or high in fat? Oh like, my gosh. Well, if we could make everything from scratch and it wouldn't have any of those properties, it wouldn't be fast. I mean, have you oh, ever like tried okay. to follow, you know, uh, a recipe or make your, like oatmeal. Oh, oh true, my gosh. Yeah. I just buy some uh, steel cut oats. 20 minutes to boil. Well, that's after I've spent five minutes to get the water hot enough, right? So that's much different than being able to open a pack of instant, pour in some microwave hot water that you did for a minute and Hmm. stir it up. So that's going to have more salt, sodium, um, sugar, uh, and and those aren't really fruit bits. I mean, maybe they are, but they're minuscule compared to like an actual bowl of of oatmeal with berries. Yeah. Hmm. You know, Debbie, you had mentioned um, processed meats, and that made me think of something that I've always wondered about. When I go to the grocery store, there's the sliced prepackaged meats and, you know, little packages, and then there's the deli sliced meats, and I've heard that both are actually bad for you because both are processed. So what's the best way to eat meat without it being loaded with sodium it, or preservatives? It would have to be fresh carved, basically. Like if you've ever gone to a, a fancy, you know, buffet or brunch or something, and they have like a roast or a meat right there, mm-hmm. and that they're cutting it in front of you. It may have been seasoned on the outside, um, but you're actually getting it just sliced. Mm-hmm. Or you hmm. buy um, a roasted chicken breast and you take the skin off yourself. But 
even if it is um, roast turkey in a package, it's been processed. Uh, you can also kind of tell the way it looks. It, uh, that kind of chicken is really uh, packed, and uh-huh. it's not. It doesn't have the same texture, kind of like uh, say shredded chicken if you make it yourself. So how does it, how does it taste good still? It sounds like if it's so processed and it's so like, it makes it sound like it doesn't taste good, but this stuff tastes really good. Why well, does it taste good? Well, the flavor enhancers, of course. Oh. And it, so many different kinds of, I'll start with sodium because that's a, a big one. Oh, okay. um, and there are, uh, are numerous times, monosodium glutamate, trisodium phosphate, you know, the list goes on and on of different forms of sodium that you could put in something. Um, which acts as a couple different things. It's the original preservative. Hmm. Um, if you go back to maybe before uh, drying, okay, drying is, say, the first original preservative, and then sodium uh, to cure something w- was the second one before hmm. re- refrigeration, and then canning and that kind of thing with hmm. a, a high content of sugar. It's basically driving out uh, the ability of the um, bacteria to grow. Like the things yeah. that go bad really quickly, it's kind of like getting rid of that stuff or kind of like, oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. Meat, meats and dairy, you yeah. know, uh, the things that uh. typically have to be refrigerated. And of course, if we're talking longer shelf life, then we're talking about sodium and things like uh, chips, you know, in a mm. bag because mm. you can make them fresh. You could eat them in three days, no problem, but you can't get them packaged, shipped, sitting on a shelf and such for you know mm. months at a time yeah. without the fat coming so, back. So it's almost like partly a logistics thing why we've gotten to this stage of having so many processed things is because we're trying to feed millions of people and they're just trying, they need to get it into the hands of those people, but they don't know when those people are going to buy it. So exactly. They have and they're far fewer. Mm. I mean, if you just want to look at the uh, history, you know, whereas what, one in 200 people or less produce any food in this country, whereas it used to be, you know, 80% of people at least Mm -hmm. had their own home garden or something, and maybe 20% were farmers, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Hey guys, so like we mentioned, we had our first ever podcast giveaway, and we want to say big congratulations to our winner, Kaysen. He's the winner of an LA Fitness gym bag filled with a bunch of LAF swag. I believe we included a t-shirt, a hat, both from shoplafitness.com, along with a towel, shaker bottle, and some other goodies, all inside that brand new LA Fitness gym bag. Yes, so if you want to win something like that, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen to us, so you can get every episode and keep your ears open for our next LHP giveaway. Don't forget to use the hashtag livinghealthypodcast and congratulations again to Kason. Thanks for listening. Well, okay, so we talked about a lot of the bad fast foods out there, but life is busy. A lot of people are kind of like constantly on the go. So what are some options for healthier fast foods that are quick and people don't have to feel guilty about eating? Right, right. <laughs> That's an important part for sure. <laughs> I, I, and look at the whole meal and look at your whole day to find out where you can balance things. But there are options. Uh, usually you might have to park and run in, say, to a, a grocery store. They have a deli case where they have, uh, many do, uh, where they have uh, grab-and-go kind of items where they're pre-wrapped, you know, turkey sandwiches and then the little condiment packets on the side, what have you. Uh, the salad bars that are often mm. joined with like a little soup, uh, soup and salad bar. Um, I got to say, I've never done that. I haven't I, either. I've never I done haven't. that, which is like... 
maybe I should try. I don't know. I wonder that because that does kind of make sense. It's like it's just go pre-mix us out right there with all the fresh materials. It's like my brain doesn't go that direction when I'm thinking I'm in a hurry. I'm thinking drive through and that's bad. I know you want to just look at drive through then Mm. try to think of something that's not fried. Okay. Without ground beef or cheese. So something that's grilled, like a grilled chicken sandwich. You can get mm. some of the um, premier salads, mm-hmm. you know, that they have. Uh, and, and some have more interesting sides now. Uh, well, one place that my family's familiar with used to have coleslaw. Now they have a superfood salad as mm. a side, you yeah. know, with okay. kale and blueberries. And so trends are changing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the organs that are affected by fast foods and how are they affected exactly? Yeah, since this is about the effects on the body. Like yeah. What it, yeah. Oh, what well, does here's... it do? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I think from head to toe. So the brain uh, is affected by these, uh, the type of fast food and then also some of the preservatives in them uh, can mm. lead to depression. I mean, we're talking mm. chronic consumption. Right. You know, right. people that subsist. Uh, on fast food for a long period of time. Uh, also uh, may lead to uh, you know, a higher risk of, of Alzheimer's or uh, degeneration or degeneration. Uh, then kind of coming south here, then in your thyroid, uh, in your, your neck basically is where your thyroid's located. Um, and your thymus in your, in your chest has a lot to do with your immune system, particularly of children actually. Hmm. Uh, and so having uh, impaired Im- immune response and it's, hmm. you know, you think about, oh, well, kids don't eat fat. Oh, yes. There yeah. are many mm-hmm. children, you know, how busy mm-hmm. p- people are. And so the, the kids get the brunt of that as well. Um, and the uh, heart, uh, which is also kind of correlated with the blood and, and with the liver, uh, there's a, a greater production of um, blood lipids. So that would be like your cholesterol, you know, your, uh, your HDL. Um, that's going to affect other organs um, if that creeps up over time. Um, in the um, pancreas, your your insulin production and the resistance of your cells and the rest of your body. So when I say insulin resistance, uh, someone else could interpret that as saying um, prediabetes. Okay. So basically making it worse for your system to handle, you know, a high load of carbohydrates and uh being able to tolerate the amount of insulin that you would normally use to, to process that. And so that can lead to diabetes mm-hmm. type two yeah. uh, with high blood sugar down down the pike. Uh, let's go south. Let's see. What now? Uh, uh, <laughs> we are hitting to, every I, aspect of the body. I was going to say, you much. have hit, you've already listed so many negative effects. That, I mean, there's so much that fast food does negatively for the body. If you're someone that's you know, eating fast food the majority of your life and you're listening to this and you're kind of scared now, yeah. is there a way to reverse it? Can you start right. eating healthier and, and reverse these, you know, effects that have happened to the body? Oh, many, many of them are certainly uh, reversible or can be undone, especially they found uh, the effects on the liver uh, mm. for those that had a, a high consumption of fast food uh, that switching over their, their diets actually showed a marked uh, improvement for their their lipids and preventing the cirrhosis um, and fatty liver disease and blood pressure is something that can can rebound quite well uh, from switching over um, cardiometabolic and that's kind of like the um, the insulin resistance and some of those other factors uh, that can respond better 
also with diet and exercise, uh, I got to <laughs> throw that in there, um, to improve. And then some things are going to be sustained and long-term, like anything that's more of a, a, a precancerous kind of uh, stimulus, mm-hmm. you know, the damage has been done. Right. Is there kind of like, a, does it, if someone is predominantly eating fast food and then they try and cut it out, if if they go like all out to cut it out, can there be a shock to their body? Can it actually kind of do damage just like going cold turkey? Yes. So and I'm going to put it delicately that they will notice that in the restroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. If, if No, honestly, yeah. if, if your system ha- is used to and adapted to a particular volume consistency type of food and you drastically change it overnight, you, you're not going to be very happy. Your gut's going to mm. be a little upset. No, wh- whether that's you just flew to a foreign country and you just started eating, you know, all these weird spices right, or someone mm. also that that is a very stringently healthy, vegan, organic eater finds right. themselves stuck in an airport and they say, oh, one meal of burger and fries isn't going to hurt. Their system does not know what to right. do with it. So any drastic change, anything like way out of the ordinary is probably going to affect your body. So it's it's you kind of like with anything, you almost want to maybe start trying to wean yourself off of fast food Slowly. if you can. Yeah, yeah. you want to make a, a permanent habit change. Right. You know, if, if you can, you know, clear out the pantry and go to the store and get all those fresh fruits and veggies and, and start fixing them the next day, that's wonderful. I mean, that's a wonderful step in the right direction. Chances are you're still going to crave a Coke or, you know, mm-hmm. a soda. You're, you're going to revert to some, some old habits. Right. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, you're going to make the shift to uh, a, a better intake. So that means lower fat, managed calories, more fiber, more micronutrients. And that's the key is when your body starts getting what it actually needs instead of your mouth and tongue getting what they want, <laughs> the, the body's even cravings can change. Hmm. What about like fast food fruit? And what I mean by that is like a smoothie. Like a smoothie, maybe you go to a place where you can get a smoothie right away. You don't have to actually make it, but it's made for you. Is that a better alternative? Is that like a good alternative to get fruits I'd and vegetables? I'd say the only thing to compare that to would be a, a milkshake. I mean, okay. right? Because you're not going to fast food to get a bowl of fruit. But, so. Right. But I mean, like instead of like getting um like you have to go and cut up apples or, or cut up fruits oh, and vegetables yourself. So you're just getting the fast version of that is a smoothie form. Is that okay? Uh Okay, in terms of maybe if you're sharing it with someone, usually okay. when you go to a smoothie place, there's three different sizes. And let's say that the smallest is a 12 ounce. It could even be considered a child size. You have to ask for it. It may not even be hmm. posted, but sometimes they'll offer you the 12 ounce. If not, if you have the 16 or the 20 or the 24 ounce, you better be sharing it with somebody or taking half home to put really? in the freezer because it's very concentrated oh, in, okay. in sugars. And oftentimes what you would do at home or what I would do at home. I have a high power blender mm-hmm. so I can put right. the skins and the seeds and the, and the whole leaves in mm. there. Uh, but sometimes what they use is not meant to, to be that uh, jarring. And so they use a lot of fruit concentrates, um, some, okay. some syrups or sherbet. For, I'm sorry, but that's so just like, right. you know, so, it's so like they're, not, they're not really, they're not making it the same way you may at home just, you In know, some regards, uh, right. Okay. I mean, there are options that you can right. choose, like the, the whole pressed uh, wheat germ, or they might just do um, a, a fruit juice extraction for you. 
Yeah, I was going to say it kind of largely depends on where you go because there are those smoothie and juice places that add a lot and they're packed with sugar and they taste mm. really great, but they're not necessarily healthy for you. It's a 500 like, calorie sugar bomb. Yeah, yeah. then you'll go to the places that are all wow. natural and they're a lot better for you. Wow. So. Sure, and you can, you can put chia seed in them now, so that helps mm. boost up some fiber, give you a little bit of healthy fat because you need that balance in it. What are you eating it with? You know, it's like if I'm going to have a little bit of the 12 ounce natural extracted pressed whatever, and I'm eating it with a few cashews, mm-hmm. you know, no big deal. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I want to ask you, Debbie, is fast food, does it have the same addictive properties as, you know, say drugs would? Could you actually get addicted to fast food? <clears throat> it hasn't been proven in those terms. Okay, but people talk about it. And what they usually reference uh, when we look at we look at FSS, so fat, sugar, salt. Uh, mm. And one of the biggest references that people uh, point to are the addictive properties of sugar. And those are mainly from rat studies. But it is amazing. There's uh, rats that went to a sugared water and rats that went to water that was flavored or sweetened with something else, artificial sweetener, whatever. And after they tried them both, they would they would go back to the sugar. Hmm. And so what generally we, we think or find is that uh, the natural opioid that you, that you have as a stimulus, as a reward in your brain, you get a dopamine hit. And so it, having that trigger is, is a pleasure. And so you wanna repeat it, right? Hmm. Uh, And the convenience and speed of fast food make that instant gratification like so, uh, so rapid that it's in line with our psychology of having limited impulse control as as humans, you Mm. know, and so that's the the positive association is like, oh, that felt good. Yeah, I want some more. Um, and, And it's cheap. Fast food is right. relatively cheap compared to going to the salad bar mm-hmm. and loading it up, and it's fifty cents an ounce, and mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, so by spending less and getting more, uh, we also are preventing ourselves from having the pain of of a financial loss. Right. So in that okay. way, it's also rewarding. Right. Uh, and then there are some populations that are even more. Uh, vulnerable, if you will. So if fast food uh, leads to o- obesity, mm-hmm. uh, some folks with an altered, you know, the cardiometabolic have mm-hmm. uh, a change in their dopamine um, reward or tolerance. And so therefore, it actually takes more for them to feel that reward. Thus, they're eating more fast food. Interesting. Can right. that happen over time? Sure. Like, you want more and more and more, and that's how you kind of start gaining It's like developing weight. a tolerance yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, of, of lots of things. People that, that drink, you know, caffeine, like, well, one cup of coffee doesn't do anything for them. You know, whereas, right. um, you know, for me, because I don't, it's I feel it instantly. Right. Yeah. Uh, or, or cigarettes or, or developing a tolerance to, right. to alcohol, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so the same is is true physiologically, but then there's also a psychological dependence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we also get um, because we want to feel better emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. So definitely it takes more energy to avoid, you know, going the fast food route, uh, essentially. Um, but the benefits of if you can overcome that are probably pretty strong. Like, uh, what are some healthy alternatives if you're willing to fight the urge to just get it done quickly, what are some healthy alternatives people can uh, go to 
that still maybe don't have a lot of time. I, I love the um, sandwich places. Can I say Subway? Uh, where <laughs> where, where you, you can walk in. There's fresh ingredients in front of you. Uh, you can ask for which items you want put in. Now there are more chains and various around the area where they do it in a bowl. You know, mm. pick a grain, pick your green, pick a protein, and then you add in all the other veggies. And I don't know, in different areas of the country, um, where they're available. Some places are honestly health food deserts where they just, they, right. you're going to find 20 fast food restaurants and two grocery stores mm-hmm. right. w- within a 10 mile radius. It's sad. Makes it even harder. Yeah. Right. Okay, Debbie. So real, I want to play a, a new game called Don't Burst My Bubble, Debbie. He's, and I, I just, I really, so I know, I don't, I don't want you to burst my bubble. <laughs> Basically, I'm, I'm going to ask you about something that I think is me being good and then you're going to tell me whether it really is me being good or not. Um, when it comes you could to nutrition, be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Maybe I will be. Um, so since we're talking about fast food, if I am going through a, a drive through a fast food and I make my order, but instead of getting the normal drink, I get a diet soda, is that, is that doing something? Is that like, hey, I'm, I'm heading the right direction? I will say that it, it doesn't justify the rest of the meal. Okay. And if you're not loading up the rest of the day on artificial sweeteners and, you know, you really are trying to cut calories, it, right. it's going to make a small dent, okay. you know, particularly, so particularly de- what size so, you're getting. So the reality is it doesn't offset what I just ordered before I said, and a diet soda, please. And hasn't diet it soda been linked to like extra weight okay. gain? I thought that's what. Well, thank you for not compared totally to a regular bubble, soda. Maybe it helps a little, but you could then have just ordered an iced tea. Oh, okay. With okay. Lemon. There's yeah. a new alternative, but then for there's me. no bubbles. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> oh, you can bubbles. get seltzer water. See, a lot of oh, folks really? don't know. They think, oh, well, if I want something bubbly, it's going to have to be like a, a diet lemon lime soda. Well. There's there's also soda water at the uh, dispensers. Oh, that's right. That they yeah. have. Yeah, I do always see that option. I've never pressed that little tab. To be like. <laughs> there you go. Soda or seltzer that's water. Right. Something okay. to try. <laughs> well, um, Debbie, just wrapping up here. Um, we'll end with actionable advice. Um, what are three things that you'd like our listeners to take away from this, um, so that they can start eating healthier and maybe reverse some of those effects of fast food on their bodies? Certainly. Uh, first, I. I I think everyone should uh, plan and prepare if they can to try and avoid the situation of having to be in that that dire need of, I've got to find something now and I I don't have a backup. Uh, So that's a key one just to try and avoid that situation. But if you're there, you know, uh, try and at least choose something with vegetables as a Mm. mainstay. Uh, and expect that it's not going to be on the dollar value menu. So just just know okay, that right. uh, and accept that. Um, and I'd say the the third thing is that uh, everything in moderation. So don't beat yourself up. You know, obviously it's like, oh my gosh, I I had that. Well, if that was the one meal, well then don't follow that with pizza that night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, try to balance it <laughs> with something better so that you could just okay move on. 
Okay. Right. You know, but just don't don't let it be a regular habit. Don't let it cascade into yeah. the next day and the next day. Learn, learn from how why you were in that position. Yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. I like that, Andrew. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show with us, Debbie. Um, you've definitely made me reconsider some of my lunch and dinner options I've been having lately. Um, but it's for the better, so that's good. <laughs> um, anyway, we will be back in another two weeks. But until then, have you subscribed yet? Stay up to date with us. We have new episode releases. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We are everywhere, guys. Everywhere. <laughs> yes, and if you if you hate social media, uh, like producer Matt does, you can throw it back old school and send us an email. Yes, our email is blog at lafitness.com. And I assure you, Andrew and I read everything that we get. Every single letter, word, space, dash, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah, and you may even get a shout out for being a dedicated listener. Ooh la la. <laughs> so until next time, we will see you in the gym and see you around. All right, these are whoosh sound effects for today's episode. You ready, Kenneth? Whoosh. <laughs> you you can't like laugh dog. after no I laughing. Can't, you I have can't to. Do we we need clean. We need okay. a clean whoosh. Okay. Whoosh. 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 I think you're just saying the word whoosh instead I can't of do whooshing. A sound effect. Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> let me, all right, let me try something. <laughs> She's shushing someone. <laughs> that was good. That was a good Game one. better. I don't think I could do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one.